Hello everyone, this is Abhishek from Plugin India. Tata Motors along with TPG Rice Climate, a San Francisco-based investment group which invests in sustainable companies, has announced that they will invest rupees 7,500 crore or $1 billion in a new subsidiary of Tata Motors for the electric mobility business. This unnamed new company will use all the capabilities of Tata Motors and channel future investments into dedicated battery electric vehicle platform, charging infrastructure and battery technology. Over the next five years, this company will create a portfolio of about 10 EVs. Let's chat with Mr. Shailesh Chandra, President, Passenger Vehicle Business at Tata Motors. Shailesh, welcome to the channel. Thank you. Thank you, Avi. I want to just congratulate the entire Tata Motors team on this huge news for the Indian EV industry. The EV community is stunned. $1 billion is a lot of money in the EV space. We've not seen such figures and commitment towards electric cars from any Indian car maker. And Tata Motors is also looking at acquiring another billion dollars as part of the next round of investment. In the near term, what will this money be spent on and which areas will the company focus on? Tata Motors has uh, understood the imperative of electrification, especially for the Indian market, uh, which, is, which is dealing with the issue of pollution, the energy security, or import of fuel. And uh, the faster we move towards electrification, I think we do good for the nation. That's the whole intention. And the reason why we want to accelerate this journey of electrification, it's a pretty much a pretty much a locked-in trend as far as auto industry is concerned. And you're seeing a movement towards electrification at different pace in different parts of the globe. Uh, but we are very confident that this is the path that all all of us as automakers need to move towards this uh, over a period of time. The reason why we had to go for uh, raising this uh, external funding was to support uh, an accelerated uh, pace of investment in the area of uh, products. As you mentioned earlier that we have we already declared that we would be investing in 10 new products in uh, the next uh, five years or so. Mm-hmm. And then there are uh, underlying technologies, whether we talk in terms of uh, dedicated architectures, electric-ready mod- modification of uh, the current architectures. It includes uh, uh, development of subsystems. It includes uh, uh, investment into subsystem research. It includes uh, investment towards uh, ecosystem development. Uh, so all these money will be used uh, to go fast on these investments and not only accelerate the development of these products and uh, make uh, the architectures more electric ready going forward, mm-hmm. um, also to develop the ecosystem uh, is, is the whole intention of uh, raising this fund. So Tata Motors EV Co, will this be a new EV brand and can we expect an announcement on this soon? So Abhishek, uh, I would say that it is premature to make a comment on separation of brand, brand at this stage as mm-hmm. of uh, Today, if you see the first generation of electric vehicles that we are coming out with are conversion products which have a very strong brand identity uh, with the current brand and we would like to leverage upon that at this stage of, uh, at the nascent stage of uh, where the EV demand evolution is at and with the first generation of product. Uh, in future, there might be a logical separation of the brand uh, which uh, one can definitely think about. But at this stage, you know, I we have not taken any decision of that nature, uh, wherein I can confidently tell you whether that's the path we are going to take forward. But there might be a stage where there will be a logical separation of that. All right, all right. So it all sounds very exciting. Um, 
Tata Motors EVCO will be created as an asset light new subsidiary of Tata Motors and there's a lot of chatter in the EV community about this model. So some people that we spoke to say that this is a positive development as Tata Motors has already invested in creating assembly lines for the Nexon, Tigo and Altos ICE cars. So there's no need for necessary capital expenditure. And we also spoke to other people who didn't like this dependency on the parent company. Paying an ICE car company at the cost of EVs did not seem right to them. So the new EV company must have its own manufacturing facility and for more, to have more control on processes dedicated to EVs. This seems to be a flaw and won't be sustainable in the long run. So these are two points of view that we feel are valid and we'd love to hear your thoughts on why this strategy was adopted for the new EV company. Yeah, I fully appreciate both the point of views. Uh, and uh, I would say that uh, our thinking has considered both the point of views. Mm -hmm. uh, I would only say that the approach that we have taken of uh, starting with an asset light uh, model is in a certain stage of uh, you know how we are approaching the whole electric vehicle space. Mm -hmm. As I said uh, in the past, also I have mentioned about our three-phase strategy, which will happen in three phases. The right. first is about converting the existing ICE platform into electric vehicle because we are at a very nascent stage of electric vehicles. There's lack of awareness in the country. There are few takers of electric vehicle and first job for us is to make people comfortable with the mm -hmm. concept of electric vehicle and the technologies. Also, we need to keep in mind that uh, battery prices are at a certain level. Giving uh, a range which is significantly longer will lead to the other barrier which will hit you is the price. Therefore, there's a balance that you need for the range as well as uh, the price uh, that you are able to at least tackle the biggest barrier which is the price and cost of electric vehicles. Mm. If ICE, if ICE, uh, you know, efficiencies on the back of huge volumes are giving the advantage or to the electric vehicle company to become more viable, and save that additional cost, which uh, otherwise an electric vehicle company would have to incur if it has its own manufacturing facility on a very low volume, mm -hmm. then that cost is wasted into expenses, which can be actually used and investment used as an investment for creating uh, investing in technologies, products, and uses. So leaning right. on the ICE efficiencies on the back of these volumes that it is a smart thing to do for EV in its basis. Okay. As we start separating the architectures as in the subsequent phases we move to pure EV which will have its own architecture, it will logically have its own manufacturing facility and that is the point in time when it will start completely decoupling the products. But at mm -hmm. this it is smart to use and lean on the efficiencies of uh, a larger workforce which uh, only supports the cause of faster electrification. Mm -hmm. And also making people more comfortable with the technology in the initial phases. But it is correct, the point of view that uh, it is not sustainable. It is not sustained because when the architectures are separate, uh, then it uh, absolutely makes it inevitable to have a different uh, manufacturing facility to support mm -hmm. that. And that is the phase when it will come till you are on a conversion uh, uh, phase or you are in the first phase of a uh, electric vehicles which are conversion products, you should be leaning on the efficiencies of uh, 
The EV community would definitely rather see more sales of EVs than pollution causing ICE cars. So we want to know how independent will this new company be? Will it have autonomy in making decisions that are best for the EV ecosystem without any consideration for the ICE vehicle business? And ultimately, this new company uh, should not be hindered in any way by the ICE vehicle management. And can Tata Motors guarantee this? So it is very clear that the purpose of forming this company is to take uh, all the business decisions which are in the interest of electrification. Uh, and therefore, all the strategic calls and decisions are going to be taken within this company and by the management who will be in this company. Right. It is only going to avail services from the passenger vehicle company, which is an execution part. So the decisions are being taken in the EV company and the services will be extended by the PE company, but decisions are all sitting within the EV company. Mm-hmm. EV company will also be using the fund, as I said, for investing in new IP creations uh, around new technologies, products, and all decisions related to that also are sitting within the company. Mm-hmm. So just uh, what I'm saying is that critical strategic decisions will be taken within this company. That's the purpose of forming this. And it is only the execution of certain parts which benefits the EV company, which will be happening in so you heard it. The EV company will have a great deal of autonomy. Uh, moving on, let's talk about lithium cells. Companies like Volkswagen and Tesla are setting up large factories to make cells. And will Tata Motors also looking at setting up these kinds of gigafactories to manufacture cells in India at a large scale to drive down costs of battery packs that go into the car? And can you also tell us a little bit about what exactly Tata Motors' plans are for lithium cell manufacture? Yes. So, you know, there are different approaches being taken by different manufacturers. Uh, Tata Motors is of a clear view that uh, we would not be investing in cell manufacturing just because there's a high value residing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely go for strategic partnership alliances with uh, uh, within the Tata ecosystem and with uh, some of the other cell manufacturers here, not necessarily invest into cell manufacturing, which itself is a very capital intensive area, which is a very research intensive area. Uh, we would rather like to focus our energy, investments and bandwidth on uh, making vehicles, uh, seeing the advent of the technology on the vehicle side and vehicle technology side. And that would be our focus. But as I said that there is a larger data ecosystem uh, which will be working on the cell manufacturing and it is being considered uh, and we will be having a very close uh, working with them and a strategic uh, partnership with such a company in future okay. and right now we are also working very closely with uh, some of our current cell manufacturers and as far as battery pack module is concerned you know that is also within the data ecosystem TACO does for it it's data auto component and we'll work with the strategic partners in this area so that we have uh, enough confidence and control over uh, the supply outlook and uh, agility which is needed in terms of uh, coming uh, with all these products which I talked about. For example, Tata Chemicals can manufacture the cells that you need. Are there any announcements or any plans regarding that? There's no announcement as yet, but as I have mentioned earlier also, this is uh, very much a part of discussion within the Tata ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And this is a very serious discussion and a consideration. Uh, whether it will be Tata Chemicals or uh, any other group entity or a new entity which will get created, only we'll be able to tell you know when the time comes. But this is something, definitely an area where 
Tata Group would like to consider a play. Okay, moving on to the next question. We've observed that large car companies around the world like Volkswagen and BYD have created modern high platforms for electric cars that can support long ranges and super high speed fast charging. So tell me about Tata Motors plans in these areas. Will the Ziptron platform be upgraded for the long term or can we expect a new platform from Tata Motors? Yes, absolutely. As a steady state world, I see that you need to come with architectures which are fully designed for electrification uh, mm-hmm. and that should, uh, that should be timed properly, uh, something which we are working on. And uh, as I said, that uh, at, when the battery prices are at a certain level, you also have to smartly create a range or you know energy capacity within the car, which also mm-hmm. delivers price expectation of the market or the customer right and that's the mm. reason why we have all only gone for a conversion product because correct is it that you get by investing into a dedicated platform which can give you a higher range because your cost will go or the price will go out of that mm-hmm. when the battery prices reach a certain level which facilitates a longer range vehicle at a price point which is in line with the expectation of the market that is the time when you should uh, be uh, coming with more efficient products which are born electric uh, and not only it gives you uh, a higher range but all the other efficiencies uh, including you know more interior space and all uh, which are the inherent benefits of such an architecture and this is this is going to come at a certain stage and we are actively working on this all right so no announcements right now, but definitely you have plans for the future. Yes, absolutely. This is the steady state world of electrics. One trend that we are observing globally is vertical integration. Any electric car company that can make its own power electronics, battery cells, semiconductor chips, and so on will have a huge advantage compared to other OEMs. So what are your thoughts on vertical integration and how it could benefit Tata Motors? Yeah, see, the way we see vehicle integration is uh, is our ability to create a differentiation in a certain area. If it creates better efficiency, then it's a make a decision for us. So, in the framework of versus buy versus strategic alliance, uh, it is important for us to ascertain that doing certain things on our own are going to either create differentiation or cost effectiveness. Otherwise, it's a candidate for buy or a strategic alliance. For us, uh, let me give an example here. If it is, say, for example, a motor, let's say, for example, motor. One view can be that it can create a, a differentiation for us and uh, by doing it on our own. But the other view is that uh, somebody who is a specialist in motor manufacturing and uh, has a wide range of motors and uh, is uh, making those motors in millions will give you better uh, cost efficiencies. The decision can be that we either go for uh, a buy, complete buy or a strategy alliance. Here in our case, we have also considered, for example, Tata Auto Company, which is within the Tata, uh, Tata ecosystem. Uh, or let's take, for example, you know, the software algorithms. This is where uh, you have a possibility of uh, doing certain things which are very unique in your car. And something which uh, makes sense for you to uh, 
build capabilities or work closely with some of the strong data ecosystem partners. So the way we are seeing uh, this world of vertical, integ vertical integration is that wherever it makes sense for us to invest for the purpose of either uh, differentiating ourselves uh, in the marketplace or gaining better cost efficiencies by doing on our own is when we are going to vertically integrate. Otherwise, we will let a specialist do that job and we uh, tweak you know, those uh, uh, components or subsystem to meet our requirement by working closely with those suppliers. And uh, even if, if there is an exposure of, you know, uh, supply outlook going forward, say for example, batteries uh, and these kind of components because the demand might overshoot the supply, there may, might be certain strategic alliances or partnerships that we might look at. But uh, therefore, we would not look at vehicle in, vertical integration, seeing ourselves in the current state. For some of the examples what we gave, is in a certain phase of evolution of uh, electrification when there are no ecosystem players uh, in the initial stage of development of a technology is when a manufacturer is forced to go for vertical integration to drive the aspiration that uh, the OEM has. In a steady state world, we will always choose, you know, doing things on our own versus buying. Basis, you know, what I said is whether it is creating uh, differentiation for the customer uh, by you doing it uh, or it is creating cost efficiency. So that's how we are looking at uh, the vertical integration. Okay, that sounds fascinating. Shelly, my last question before we move on to the rapid fire round. You have 10 cars by 2025 and you already have two electric cars out on the market. Let's say one or two EV models uh, that we can expect every year from now until 2025. What can the EV community expect in terms of these models? For example, and this is the question that I'm most interested in, is will we see affordable small electric cars? Yes, so uh, partially you have answered in the question itself. So, you know, I'm saying um, that these 10 products would be at different price points or affordability level as we try to uh, call it. Uh, this will have different range options, driving range options, anything. and uh, this will be with different body styles. This also might mean that some of these products are not just pure conversions, but are uh, made on modified architectures of the current ICE, which is more electric ready. This might also mean maybe one or two products on a born EV also. Uh, you can expect uh, more cars with different body styles different driving ranges and different price points. Uh, it's a bit of a cheeky question, but can we see a small electric car that is under 10 lakh rupees in the near future? <laughs> I, I, I believe that you already have under 10 lakh car, which is, you know, Express T with the ah. benefits, you know, in certain stage, states like Maharashtra, for example, would be less with uh, the state government benefits below 10 lakh also. So you have it, but uh, you the question would be that if you get more affordable cars uh, as compared to the two vehicles that we have launched so far in the personal segment, answer should be yes. I think the market okay. can expect. Yeah. All right, that sounds absolutely wonderful. And now we move on to the rapid fire round. These are the questions asked by the EV community. The first question is, 
what kind of a stake in Tata Motor EV will TPG Climate Rise be getting for this investment? That's a simple one. I think this is already declared. It can be anywhere between 11 to 15%. Okay. Next question. Would the new company Tata Motor EV also sell technology to other auto companies? Uh, not sure at this stage. All right. Currently, the EV motor and controller are sourced from abroad. What is the time frame to indigenize the same? This uh, will be indigenized, uh, you know, along with uh, one of the ecosystem partners, as I said, within Tata Universe, mm -hmm. uh, which is most probably with uh, uh, TACO. Uh, it is already in a very mature stage. And this will be in line with the phase manufacturing plan uh, which the government has laid down. All right. Next question. Would the battery pack manufacturing continue to be done by Tata Automotive Components or would it come under the purview of TML EV? As, as of now, it will remain with Tata Auto Component. In future products, uh, we would be open to all the options. Okay. Most electric car makers offer range options to consumers. Why does Tata not offer range options per model? In future, they can expect that we will offer, uh, you know, driving range options for a certain model. Hmm. All right. So that's all the community questions. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Shailesh. At Plugin India, we want Tata Motors to become a global brand selling EVs all over the world. And we want Tata to take on Tesla and Chinese electric car makers and put India on the world map. So best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Plugin India Electric Vehicle Podcast. You can find transcripts for each episode on our website. Plugin India is an EV advocacy group and a social enterprise dedicated to promoting electric vehicles and sustainable transport in India. You can write to us at support at pluginindia.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We are self-owned and not a part of any large media organization. If you want to support our work, why not become a Patreon supporter or a YouTube channel member? You can also support the show for free. Write a review or recommend us to your friends and family. Every little bit helps. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Bye.